0: Everybody, this is Sir Charles Carey, a peak performance strategist. Mindset is the answer. But today I want to talk to you about something a little bit different. If you are an entrepreneur and if you really see the value in what you do as an entrepreneur, you want to share it on Anchor. Look, Anchor is a great place to do your podcast uh it interfaces with other mediums other platforms which spreads your message wide and far and not only that your content can be uploaded quick and in a hurry i mean literally if you think about something you've never uh you know share with anyone you can load it up on anchor and share it with the world immediately Uh, One other thing about Anchor, I can tell you, it's a quality platform where you can edit, you can add music, you can trim your content. There's just so many advantages of using Anchor. And before you know it, I'm sure people will love to hear what you have to say. Just like I talk about it in my keynotes and in my workshops, someone is always waiting to hear your story the way you tell it. Take care. Sir Charles Carey. Radiate the brain and change the game with Anchor. All right, folks, we got another live one for you. We're going to uh, make it happen like we always do. Hopefully every time you log on, log in, you're not just learning something, but um, it's helping you in some way that maybe you never planned, you never expected. And that's the point of it all, because we all have a story. And uh, even though uh, their story may not be your story, maybe one day you'll be able to share your story with the world so that they can benefit as well. And this gentleman that I'm going to uh, introduce to some and present to others is a good friend of mine. You know, we were on the keynote together. He's known as the money mentor. He is just that guy. He's the man. So uh, without further ado, I want to introduce to some and present to others my good friend, sean Duro what's going on bro hey
1: hey 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 sir charles carey man uh hey man thank you first of all for that nice introduction as you said been friends for a long time man and uh looking forward to many years to come man but certainly today looking forward to having a conversation with you both
0: Fantastic, fantastic. And I would be remiss if I did not acknowledge my co-host, none other than the rather illustrious K-FIT. How you doing?
2: Good, good, good. Happy to be here. Nice to officially meet you, Sean. I heard a lot about hey. you.
1: Same here. Looking forward to it and conversation.
0: Look, I, I told Sean that um, when I told you that he was going to be on the program, that um I was, like, ready to utter the first words, and you were like, I know who Sean is. I was like, oh, okay, my bad, my bad.
2: (laughs) I started repeating the history. Like, I remember the show, the La Toro, the TV thing. I remember. Uh I was there. I was watching.
0: Okay, okay, okay. That's what's up. That's yeah, it. you know, those were some good old days. Look, I feel like Michael Jackson now when he was with his brothers, he was like, "Those were the good old days, but <laughs> if we do the medley, we'll have to do the new stuff." <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but um yeah, man, but uh you know, I know this has been a horrific time for the world, you know. Normally right. it's someone here, one city, one state, one region, maybe the country, uh a state uh a state, like I said, but it's not just the United States, it's the world. And wow. I know that we've all had you know, various challenges. And I think the premise for the show is really good to inspire and encourage other people to know that whatever it is that you want to do, it's achievable. We all come from all walks of life and let's learn from one another. Let's glean on one another and see what we can take away with that because If you're not careful, you might just learn something. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, K-FIT, I know you're going to be asking a series of questions, and I'm looking forward to hearing the answers to some of those questions. And as we normally do, uh, we'll just chime in where 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 needed or where I can, and I'm going to let you take the baton and run with it, K-FIT.
2: Thank you very much. So my first question for you any regrets on anything you've ever went through any decisions you thought you should have made a different avenue different u-turn can you comment far as entrepreneurship
1: wow right out the box you are asking some deep deep questions and it's it's a good question it's an important question because i'll tell you what all of us probably come to some point of that fork in the road where we have to make a decision to either go left right front or uh, backwards uh, and we make the decision, and we look back on it, and, and while it's helped us propel to where we are, uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, I, like many others, have looked back and said, man, I probably shouldn't have made that decision. I shouldn't have done that or shouldn't have, or I should have done this. So to answer your question, absolutely. I, I probably have a handful of things that if I can go back, uh, I would change. You know, I, you always hear people say, I wouldn't change a thing because it helped me become the way I am. No, I would change some stuff. I would absolutely change some stuff because I would be further faster, uh, than I am right now, but those things did help me grow, but I would have still grown even if I'd have made that right decision. So, um, I, I can think of a, a couple of examples in terms of just going back to, to particular colleges that I went to, uh, that I, I uh, should have went to that I didn't, I made a, a choice not to, uh, maybe taking on a particular, uh, a, a path towards my, my education and my career. I, I work in the financial field, but you know, I didn't really get started in the financial field till my early thirties, even though I always had a propensity, a propensity and a love for money and helping people with money. I, I, I paused, I parked, I, I hesitated. I didn't do the things I was supposed to do. So I got like a 15 year, um, you know, out the box, out the gate, uh, late start on what my purpose was. I should have got that started much earlier. So I can probably name you another five to seven things that I wish I would have done differently. And although, again, I still thank God for where I am and I look back on those things and, and know I've grown from them, I would have absolutely changed a lot of things um, that, wow. you know, from the, some of the decisions I made.
0: That's real. That's, that's, honest. that's yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say I love that because, you know, my whole thing is about being open, honest, clear and direct. And I think transparency, when you're going to help someone, transparency is essential. And I love that about, uh, your response. Great. Hey, go ahead. K fit your thing.
2: What would you say is your greatest strength?
1: Ooh, that's good. That's a good question. I think my strength is, um, my greatest strength is I'm a simple guy and, and and I learn through simplicity. Uh, So I believe that my greatest strength is doing just that. I I, again, as mentioned, I'm in the field of finance I've been in the field of finance for over 20 years now and uh, finances can be complicated, Uh, but I like to take the complexity out of finances. So I simplify things in terms of showing people how to create um, their capital and in terms of growing their capital or or maybe decreasing their consumption or even expanding their clarity, whatever it is around building wealth, growing their money. I say, OK, let's simplify the things. Yes, there's a lot of complication and understanding about the stock market and other things, but let's just make it as simple as it can become. And so I've had a lot of people sit down and say, Sean, you've explained stuff to me unlike I've ever had explained before. And I just realized that's a gift that I have. I just know how to simplify the complicated. And I think that's one of my greatest strengths, especially in the field that I'm in.
0: Now, Sean, you know they say the facts tell and stories sell. You're giving right, us a lot right. of facts here, so I want to look. For, I'm looking for a story now. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we were in, I think Tampa. You know, when we actually, I think we were shooting the show, and you right. told the story. And you can give us a an abbreviated version or whatever version that you would like. But you told a story about a problem you had. Uh, with this particular substance, and the way you unfolded it, unrolled it, or revealed it, I was blown away, man, and I was like, "Wow, <laughs> so cleverly expressed yeah. and 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 shared. Can you just touch on that a little bit so people can get a better idea to know that before you were brilliant, you may have just been bright only?" <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh that's funny that's funny hey I, I love to tell that story matter of fact do you know charles that story never th- did not make the cut on that show it should uh, I, have that was, <laughs> it was it was left on the chopping blocks which Whoa. i understand no problem man everything couldn't go in but but really the story is based on things not looking like a problem and i always tell folks this i i remember waking up and and I had to face a real problem that I had, and the problem was serious. So I, I remember that morning when I walked in the bathroom, my eyes was bloodshot red, um, my 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 arms had this, you know tingling, feeling, and and, and bottom line, I was just basically uh, having a, a, a an attack or withdrawal. I was a fiend, and I needed a hit. But I, I made up my mind that morning. I was just tired of going through those ups and downs, highs and lows, uh, headaches, and. And, and all the other things that's involved with it. So I said, look, this white substance can no longer control the things uh, of my life. And and I said that morning, I decided and I screamed in the mirror and I admitted to where I was. I had to come clean. I said, Sean, you are a sugar addict. And I tell that story all the time. And as you know, Charles, a lot of people and of course, there's a lot more to it. But a lot of people will um, I think we lost you. There we go. I'm still here. Hey, you still there. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't see I didn't see you guys. Uh, so so you you know, again, that 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 story is shared because it's it, it's a good play on words. It's a good story to tell. Uh, and, and a lot of folks say, Look, I, I thought you were talking about cocaine. I thought you were talking about something harder. And why I built it up to do just that. But I also built it up to say, Look, sugar addicts are struggling. They have just as much problems. Yeah, I know there's bigger issues, bigger problems out here in the world. But my sugar addict really was taking me down. But my, my, my real purpose for telling that is because I, I always share it with people like, look, you laugh when I shared said it was sugar because you thought it was cocaine, but that's, but my struggle is what a lot of people are struggling with. In other words, um, what's killing them doesn't look like a problem, right? It only looks like sugar. Or, yep. or 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 laziness or hanging around bad people or 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 mismanagement of their funds or you know not making those hard decisions and it doesn't look like a problem. People are just kind of blowing it off, say, so, Oh, you're okay, you're fine, it's just sugar. And right. yet it's but, killing them. And at so that time why, you were so you were heavier
0: also at that time, right? I'm sorry. You you weighed more at that time also, oh, correct? Yeah.
1: Yeah, man, that look, I look sugar addicts and I don't have to convince anybody who's listening. That's a real issue. I mean, I had cro- uh, chronic fatigue. I, you know, it, it's one of the leading causes of cancer and type one, type two diabetes. Um, you know, it's high blood pressure It causes all those things. And I was certainly from a health standpoint, overweight and unhealthy. So it wow. was causing it's, it was debilitating me and causing more than enough again. It didn't look like a problem because when you're waking up and you're you're eating Krispy Kreme donuts and and you're eating sugary cereals and you're drinking all these sodas, it just looks like that you have a propensity to, to the sweet stuff. But it was, it was a true problem and it was killing me. And I tell folks all the time, that's what's happening with a lot of people in this world and we're living these two lives, you know, the, who was it? I think it was Confucius who said that most people live two lives. And the second one is not live until they realize that they only have one. And that's what I was doing. I was living this facade. I was being fake. I was thinking I was somebody I was not. So, uh, so that, that, that was a story that I was projecting because I, I didn't want to step into my truth and I, my true come up didn't come till later till I, I start looking, living my second life, which was my real life. Wow. Uh, but that, 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 sugar issue was part of it. So I would share that story from the stage a lot. And that's part of the reason why.
0: Yeah, I think it's a pretty powerful story. But go ahead. And and one of the reasons I asked you to share it was not just because it's powerful, but Kate fit her uh, her business basically is dealing with health, fitness, uh, sometimes nutritional or nutrition oriented um, involvement or engagement. I'd say because of what she does as a fitness trainer, and you know she's got a fitness line and all those sorts of things. Yeah. That's important. Thank you for That's adding. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, um, just to add on to that, are you into health and wellness on any level?
1: <laughs> you know, look to to have a, a a strong productive life. If health and wellness is not part of it, then you don't have a strong productive life. You you have somewhat of a pseudo fake life that you're only concentrating in one or two areas. So, to answer your question, absolutely not as not as good as I should be. Uh, it's a process with me. I'm, I'm certainly working on my, my. Uh, I won't even call it a diet. I just say I'm working on eating healthier, uh, obviously moving the body more than I've done in the past because this gray on my face tells me that I'm not getting any younger, <laughs> so we got to take care of the body. But uh, I think it's essential and it's important. You know, again, I'll, I, I'm i in the business of teaching people about wealth, but true wealth is your health, right? Mm. It's, it's, it's your body. It's your... It's how you feel because that all goes back to your, your mental state. And, Mm. and a lot of people, unfortunately, and sadly, uh, they're chasing all these rabbits and then when they lay down at night, they have all these other issues that they're dealing with because they don't put a focus and a priority on their health and wellness. So I think that's essential. It's right up there. If not the number one thing, uh, it's certainly up there with, uh, with my family and my, my spiritual health as well.
0: Wow.
2: Powerful. Very nice.
1: So did anyone inspire you? Oh, absolutely. I had, I've had so many people inspire me now. It's just a matter of what area. So overall who's, who inspired me was, um, my, my family, my father, uh, he was a military man. He was a a great man of substance. Uh, he, he did not take any stuff from anybody, but at the same time, he taught me how to be a man. You know, I, I was raised in a neighborhood where I saw a lot of my friends didn't have that fatherly figure. Uh, so when I look back, be it, it was, you know, right after I graduated high school or, or 10 years after high school or, or 20 years after high school, even today, I see some of those same men that were not raised by fathers. And I see the importance in the difference. And I'm not suggesting that a single mother cannot, uh, raise a strong man. Cause they have, we know there's plenty of them out there, but for mm-hmm. me and my surroundings, I saw the difference maker, which was my father. So he was a great inspiration to me, but. Uh, He also handed the baton off to some other mentors I've had. I've had mentors, uh, three or four mentors throughout my life that really has changed uh, the course of my life. I have a mentor right now. He's about 20 years older than me to this day. uh, We are still good friends. But when I met him, I was I was broken, broken. I I always tell people I was battling bills, bad credit and bankruptcy. I was uh, basically, as mentioned, uh, a little bit overweight and, and, and certainly not on the right path And this. This man took me under his wings. He showed me what it was like to be a man, a man of God, a father, a business owner, all those things. And, and, you know, and certainly I'm still learning from him. I'm still gleaning from him. But now he we see each other as uh, partners and equal. But he is certainly still a mentor. And I've had others as well. So if you don't have good mentors in your life. You are absolutely learning the hard way. I think we've all heard it, and I know I've heard uh, Charles say it plenty of times. Look, mentors are essential. You only learn two ways: you either learn by mistakes or through mentorship. Yeah. And 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 most of us, we, we're we're hard headed. I know I have been over the years. So I've learned. I've had more than enough mistakes. But now I tell my children all the time. I say, look, you can learn one or two ways. You just pick the way, one. I I pray that you choose mentorship but um mm-hmm. uh, but that's because it's so important but i've had certainly those guideposts in my life that helped me along the way yeah
2: very nice so i feel like the way you're responding you're responding in line to all of my questions so that's really cool <laughs> so thank you for that um absolutely. so the next thing i, I want to ask you you're a father i assume mm-hmm.
1: absolutely Happy to be with Father's Day.
2: yeah thank you So I would like to know, what do you tell your sons, Um, what do you think little girls should hear from their parents, Um, little boys, grown boys, adult boys, teenage boys, what type of conversations are you having, if any, in 2021 with everything that's going on despite the pandemic, gun violence, you know, the community, you know, how food has risen, so many different challenges we're having. What kind of conversations are you having with your sons?
1: well actually i have two daughters but i I mentor a lot of young men so they're i wouldn't call them sons but they're like little brothers to me but i always tell them i say first of all be true to yourself uh be be real at who you are and 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 always be a man in other words treat a young lady the way they should be treated as if it was your sister your mama your daughter um but at the same time know that uh you it's time to step up I, i mentor a lot of young men between the age of 25 and 30 And I I tell them all the time, look, first of all, you have to be authentic. As mentioned, you know, live your authentic life, whatever that means, whatever that represents, live the authentic life. Uh, Because again, you only get one shot at this and no one can sit here and tell you how you should do it. That's up to between you and and, and your God. And you make sure that you live out authentically who you are because you're chasing the best version of yourself throughout your life. I'm in my early fifties, I'm still chasing who I'm supposed to be. It never stops until we close our eyes for good. Uh, So I tell them that. So I tell them also, look, because I do have have two daughters and I'm a little biased in the game, I tell them when you step in there and you become um, either a significant other or you're dealing with a young lady, you don't play around with them. You know, no one has time to waste and you do not sit there and take uh, a young lady's most valuable time, years, energy, heart spirit and you play with it because as a man who's been married for 27 years and by no means am I perfect and I'm still trying and and my wife will tell you I still got a long way to go I do understand the importance of of stepping up and giving uh leadership and being you know head of the household and and again a lot of that is controversial these days but as a man you should be the head in terms of taking leadership But you have to be a leader first so i tell them i work on them and we cut on them and say okay you know what here's the things that you're going to be faced with um the issues that come up they should land in your lap Mm -hmm. the problems they should land in your lap because you you were built to this built built for this and not to suggest that your your woman's not but you should shield her and protect her from all those things that you were built to do and built to cover so uh we work on all those things but it's ever look there's so many different areas that I have a conversation with the young men I mentor, just like I had when I was being mentored, uh, be it health, wealth, spirituality, business, career, money. There are so many different areas that we get in and talk to. And all of them is a big challenge to say, make sure that you, you, you're giving it your all in, in these areas.
0: Right. Right. That's good stuff there. Yeah. So lovely, I, I mean, lovely, yeah, you know, I, I know that, um, with the mentorship that you provide, uh, with your clients, you know, you stay busy. I understand that. which is, you know, so I think that's also a very important part of our journey and a part right. important part of, um, you know, our destiny in a sense. Um, now how many books have you written now, Sean, is it four five? What is it?
1: Yeah. I've written five books. Uh,
0: okay.
1: yeah, five books, four financial books. I actually wrote a young adult book. So, um, so yeah, I've written four books, uh, financial books.
0: What's, what's the most recent one?
1: The most recent one. And, and funny you said it, it's more like a mentorship book, even though it talks about finances is called the three, two, one formula.
0: Yeah. Remember that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so,
1: so it's, 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 it's a strategy to build wealth or the life that you want. And, and three, two, one formula is, it goes like this. You, I, I think that we all should learn how to master leveraging three things. So we can protect the two things that everybody's after. So we can go after the one thing that, that we want. So that's Mm. why I use that three to one formula. So three things that everybody's, uh, so, so let me kind of reverse engineer this. The one thing that's your mission. I can't tell you what that is. I, you know, no one other than you and your family and God can tell you what your mission is for some people, they have a mission to open up, um, you know, child pregnancy uh, centers, or some people just want to become a millionaire. Some people want to open this business or some people want to be right. the best manager or whatever their mission is, or maybe your mission is to lose a hundred pounds or whatever. Again, your mm-hmm. mission is your mission, but you have to know your mission first. else you're dead in the water because that's the goal. That's the one thing because everybody's after two things. The two things that everybody's after are your minutes and your money. And a better way of saying is your time and your resources look we all have a limited time and certainly we need to protect and steward our re- our money but everybody's after those two things yeah everybody's after and that doesn't mean that everybody's bad that doesn't mean that you know everybody's trying to get over it, but your family wants your time they want your energy someone wants your money uh, all these uh, again retail people definitely trying to get after your money and your resources yeah. so you have to learn what to protect and how to protect it and here's the three things you have to leverage and if you leverage these three things well then the other two falls in place you got to learn how to leverage the marketplace we just talked right. about the, the middle one mentorship and your mindset hmm. so the marketplace is just that So okay fit you're in the fitness world so if you learn how to leverage the marketplace and, and however that is with you if you're doing one-on-one coaching or if you you're going scale and creating a business um, or if you are, are writing books, whatever it is, you've got to partner with the marketplace to get that need out and that product or that service out to the market. Because now you have to also say, okay, you know what? You don't have to do it all by yourself. Let me connect with a mentor, somebody who's already done it or knows how to do it. And that's keeping me accountable, keeping me on the right track. So I don't have to worry about doing this thing all alone. I think so many of us try to operate in isolation where we're not meant to do that. If we just uh, humble ourselves and say, let, let me make sure that again, I get the right coaching around me, the right team around me, then it will make my job even easier Then the third thing is you can't do anything if you don't have the right mindset, right? I, I'm always blown away about how many people are, are certainly, um, you know, think that, you know, we can do something, but they don't have that same faith they don't have the same energy, that same belief of themselves. So those are three things that this book surrounds it, uh, kind of encompasses and tells you how to break it down. But the three, two, one formula, I believe if you, you get that formula down, you can have anything that you want.
0: Now, is that the book that's for mentoring? Is that what that book is kind of like Steered towards?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, again, it's, it's in my lane, which is finances. So I'll always lean on a bent towards finances, but, uh, I, I tell folks, look, if you Replace finances to whatever you want to put in it in that yeah. place. So, so my thing is, I come from a financial standpoint and say, here's the things that you talk about. So, I talk about consumption, I talk about uh, you know increasing uh, capital, I talk right. about those things, and uh, from a financial standpoint. But again, I you can replace that with a marriage, you can replace that with with a business, you can replace that with your spiritual life, whatever it is. If you learn how to leverage three, two, one, you can have it.
0: Yeah, I I truly believe that even though some people think leverage like sales, they look at it as a dirty word, you know. But right. you should leverage everything, leverage opportunities, leverage relationships, and it doesn't mean you're trying to take from someone. But it's just you know how can you benefit from it, and how can it be a win win for both parties or all absolutely. parties? Absolutely. So absolutely, I, I, yeah. If, you, if yeah.
1: you leverage things, it should be a win win. I have this I have this acronym. I think it's in one of my it's it, it is in one of my books, if not in a couple of them, I call it, we need to make sure that we leap into our success and leap is an acronym. And that means that we should leverage everything and prosper.
0: Mm, And I believe if we
1: leverage everything. We leverage our gifts. Yeah. We leverage our relationships. We leverage our mindset. We leverage our mentorship. We leverage our family. We leverage. In other words, we don't use them. We leverage Right. Yep. We, we we lean on them. We 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 cut on them. We give to them, and it reciprocates. I was just telling my daughter before this uh, this uh, this interview that hey, you know what? Whatever you want, you got to give it first, and yeah. it comes back to you as, as as strong. So that's how when I talk about leverage, I'm talking about those things that you you take full advantage of everything that's connected to you. Leverage everything and prosper.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Go ahead, K. Fit. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you just get the joy jacking, and it just gets good. <laughs> no it.
2: problem, it's okay. Um, would it be fair to say you're religious or spiritual?
1: Yeah, I think that would be very fair to say. Uh, I am certainly a man of God. I, I, I'm not. I'm not legalistic. I'm not one of these guys that you know. If you're around me and you're drinking or smoking, I'm going to say, "Oh, you're, you're you're doomed for hell." But I have certainly have a relationship with God. I believe that um he has shown me favor and, and favor after favor after favor over the years and i would be a fool not to acknowledge that it's not me not my wisdom not my smarts not my ability but it's him uh mm-hmm. putting his super on top of my natural and creating something that i've been able to experience and enjoy so absolutely i'm very i would consider myself a spiritual god of, uh, man of god absolutely
0: for those that didn't catch that you say putting the super on its natural yes sir yes sir and
1: creating something supernatural
0: there you go <laughs> yes, okay sir. So, so
2: my next question would be um are you the type of person who believes in college or you are the type of person that believes in trade school? a lot of people have a lot of controversy and ideas and thoughts about college being wasted time and that you know equally trade school is just as efficient and less costly so what are your views on that I
1: believe in both either, or, or none, because I think that's, I think that's the appropriate answer because I always start with the individual. Because again, I go back to that three, two, one formula. Look, I am an advocate of education. I, I have my master's degree in finance. I have certifications in, uh, financial certifications, but none of those things in my humble opinion have, has me where I am right now. They've helped, but I believe it's my tags, not my titles. I always tell people, if you focus on your tags, not your titles, you don't have to worry about that's when you line up with who you are, whether your tags, that's your talents, your abilities, your gifts, your skills. So if you have a bent or propensity to using your hands, then maybe you going in getting the trade uh, to become a plumber is absolutely appropriate. If you want to become a doctor, then you need to go to medical school. But let's just say you want to just become an engineer. Well, you maybe need to just put yourself around mentors and and and, and under, go to classes and conferences that'll get you where you got to go. And you likely will make more money than anybody. I was just looking at YouTube earlier today, and they were just showing how today these young folks, 22 to 25 year olds, are making these YouTubers are making more money a month than these neurosurgeons. Wow. Um, who, who's gone to college for 15 years now. That may not be sustainable, but it is saying that in the, in today's world, your first thing is understanding the what. Now, the younger you are, that may not be as clear. So while you're figuring it out, I would say get you a foundation, maybe go to college. But I will also say, don't leverage or 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 finance your future to do it when you don't know what you want to do. And a lot of a lot of young people are coming out of college with two hundred thousand dollars of student loan debt and still have no clue what they wanted to do. You would have been better off sitting out, trying to figure it out, dabbling with a few things and having no uh, college loan debt and still be as far as that person with all that debt over them. So while I don't knock either one of them or either path or or any path you go, I would say all of them will lead you to the path of your truth if you understand what your truth is. And that's what I think the key is. So again, the answer is. Either or, neither or both, it would, whatever. Again, I would I would talk to five different people right. and tell them based on who they are. Here's your direction. It could be five different answers.
0: Hey, what's that rule they have in English, Sean? Uh, neither nor, not only but also. <laughs> there you go. No, but I, I, <laughs> I eloquently
1: said, brother. Yes,
0: sir. You know, I, I totally agree with that, and I think that the issue is a lot of people don't know who they are, and unfortunately, that jackpots them into that debted situation and i know for myself i went to college because that's what you were quote unquote supposed to do you know and then i went to um not a trade school but a business school um again trying to find myself however had i really knew or known who i was that should have been my first step in that direction but you know there are benefits to that as well and i call that the training ground You take all of your experiences, mistakes included, and you look at those things and you make them pay off for you. You know, you leverage, as we just finished speaking about, you leverage everything that you've gone through so that wherever it is that you're gonna end up, those things will serve you. Even if it's just in conversation, it may open doors, who knows? But leverage can be a mighty thing if you use it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's that's so true. And again, the reason why, especially in today's world, I, I do think and it's hard to ask a 20 to 21 year old to figure things out um, why they are considering going to college. But it's apparent that they understand at least a baseline, because I think too many young people are going to college for the sake of going to college and they're walking out with 60, 70, 80 thousand dollars of student loan debt that to me was not justified receiving. As you said, uh, Charles, when we were going to college, college was doable. Yep. College was the point that you know, they point us in that direction because it what you wasn't you, you did not walk out with eighty thousand dollars of student loan debt. You may have walked out with five thousand if that. But the bottom line is is that today the stakes are higher. So yes, that's why I would counsel somebody to be a little bit more cautious about going to school for the sake of going to school. I'm uh, racking up a lot of debt. I would first say even if you have to take a year um, gap year or, or go to a junior college before you figure it out, do just that because you'll save yourself a lot of money in the long run as you are uh, again as is unfolding.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my screen, but, oh, there, there we go. Okay. I'm like,
1: man. Yeah, that's a psychedelic stuff. See, I, when I start going back, I said, you know, we, we took it back and you, you took us back with that psychedelic look.
0: Yeah, out of George, time. George Clinton, like a mug, right? Right, right, you know, right. Make P-funk. my funk to people. Fun. Nah, but, um, but you know, I think, you know, I definitely appreciate the insight that you're sharing because sometimes we just don't know what we don't know and we keep moving you know, and, you know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing, expecting different results. But you need to have different perspectives. Um, and the thing is, I tell people a lot of times, sometimes learning can be boring. I mean, literally boring. And the right. moment you move your feet, you lose out. You come back to see what everyone else is doing, and they say, hey, right. that was great, right? Did you get yours? And you're like, what? But you don't know because you couldn't wait. We have to learn to be patient during the educational process of life. It can be school, it can be a job, it can be spiritual, it can be even community related. Sometimes we have to wade through the water of that thing to get the nuggets or to see the benefits. And so many times we're just so full of it, we're ready to leave and that's when the magic happens. The moment you leave, the magic happens. So we have to learn to be patient um because i know i'll be honest with you finances is boring but it's essential that's now right. if you're a finance person it's not boring i went to school for accounting and when i got there i sucked at it <laughs> you know <laughs> i didn't know that i was supposed to use this from another perspective
1: that's right that's right now you know and and, and i i'll let Kay figure back to the questions but I, I'll, I'll kind of co-sign for you look Finances is not the most exciting topic to talk about. Matter of fact, I tell people all the time, even though I have a master's degree in finance, I, I've been working in the financial field for 20 years. The last thing I like enjoy talking about is money. <laughs> I really don't like talking about money. And the reason why I don't like it, talking about it, because most people don't have a money problem. Most people's problem lies outside the money. And once we fix all those things, then the money tends to line up. Now. There is no doubt about it. You need to have some underlying baseline uh, to get or not to get taken advantage of in the realm of money. But for most people, they don't have a money problem. You know what they have? They they have a mentor problem. They have a marketplace place problem. They have a, they have a mess problem. <laughs> they, they, they have, you know, they have a, a, a mission problem. They
0: don't know a what ca- they want. Ca- look a I'm, carrot they, problem. They, they see yeah. these carrots and they constantly follow them in the carrots. Oh,
1: exactly. Yeah. They they they're going to what's next. So they're throwing money, throwing darts, throwing ideals at a lot of stuff. And I I believe that if you have a focus, if you have an understanding, uh, I don't care what it is. So so going back to K fit and your business, you know, if you, you know, and your your ideal or your goal may not want to, you know, say, hey, I'm gonna be a million dollar fitness expert. That may not be the goal. But if you give everything towards that particular business, then a million dollars or more is certainly in line with the opportunity that's presenting, because what you're doing is you're giving that service and that money will certainly you'll be compensated based on the problem and the service that you're providing.
2: Mm. Very nicely said. Mm. So my next question, I hear you talk about three, two, one. What are three mm-hmm. things exclusively if you could have in life? What would those three things be?
1: You said what are three things that I can have exclusively?
2: Yes. Oh, if you were limited to three things, you mentioned three, two, one, the book. Yeah. What would those three things be for you?
1: Well, I, I think my core competencies and I, I, I journal I mean almost every day and I look at my goals and I look at my you know my my truth and I always look at going back to my core competencies. And I always say I'm I'm happy and I'm living in my truth if I'm I'm doing these three core competencies, I would always say, well, actually five of them, but I'll give you my top three. First of all, experiencing freedom and freedom is just that the ability to do what I want, when I want, how I want. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have to answer to anybody, but I have the freedom to say enough's enough. And there's I'm not handcuffed by anything. To me, that's one of the things I absolutely uh, have to have is the freedom. So that's one thing. The the second thing is, is, is intimacy. And when we think intimacy, a lot of people just think sex, but it's bigger than sex. I'm talking about intimate with not just my, my spouse, but my children, uh, with my assignment, with my friends, meaning a deep connection with what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. If I'm just going through the motion, if it's just surface, if I'm just pedaling on top of the water, then I'm not meant to do those things. I'm not meant to be in that relationship. I'm not meant to have that friendship. I'm not meant to be on that job or whatever it is. I need to be very intimate, very connected to uh, to whatever I'm doing. So that's one of my core competencies. So freedom. I need to be free. I need to be (coughs) being not be attached or assigned. I feel like I'm here regardless if it's a relationship, a job or anything. I need to have that freedom to say, is being real, but now I'm gone. That intimacy, and the last thing I would say is, and this was one I'm getting, I moved up in my top five, and it's what you do it, and that's health. I have really recommitted and put a, a um, premium on my health because, as mentioned, we're not getting any younger, and yet I want to be around as long as the good Lord allows me to be around. But I know I have a part to play in that, so. I've had to push back the burgers and I've had to pick up more greens and broccoli and all those things. But it's because that's what's important to me now. And I want to help them serve more people. So those are my three core competencies. But I do all that. Why? Because I have a passion. My passion is helping. And if I could just be totally honest, my passion is helping black and brown people um, uh, close this wealth gap that we see in the world. Because I want to show them, teach them, help them uh, how to increase their capital, decrease their consumption, and expand their clarity. So that's why those, I say five of them, but three I just gave you are important for me because it allows me to really do what I believe I'm been called to do. Uh, so hopefully that answers the question.
2: It surely does. I'm like, that was really good. I like that. <laughs>
0: Yeah, guys, if you're just joining us, uh, we're sitting here with Sean DeRoe, the money mentor, and we're talking about what his come up story was, is and how the things that he actually does can benefit you, me, and the whole world if we were paying attention. There you go. sorry, K-Fit.
2: K- <laughs> no problem. That's just fine. So if you could have an alter ego, who would you be?
1: Wow. So if I could have an alter ego, somebody that you K fit, where are you getting these questions from? Did you give me this? <laughs> it
0: I'm it, it, it would probably mind.
1: be um uh I, I don't know. I, I grew up watching one of my favorite superheroes that never got a lot of uh a lot of love. It came on Saturday mornings he was an elastic man. He he would stretch and mm. go and go anywhere, legs could go anywhere. My alter ego would have something like that. I, I really believe in the only way you can grow and become the fullest that you can ever be is that you stretch, mm. that you grow. And, and and I want to be, my alter ego is not just stretching for myself, but reaching around to help somebody else. Like I've been helped, uh, yeah. uh, uh, reaching around to serve and, and to bless and to support. Uh, to me, if your arms are only arm length and in either with you and your family or in your circle, then you're not thinking big enough. Mm. We should all have a stretch that goes around our immediate family and possibly our extended family, if not the community. That's my alter ego is that I want to be an elastic man. I want to have the ability to stretch myself as much as God has allowed me to stretch so I can help serve and bless other folks in my core competencies. Nice.
2: Nice. As many times I asked that question, I never got a response like that. I like that one. <laughs> you know, it related to exactly what I was thinking when I posed the question for sure. Um, you wanna go or can I go for one more question? You wanna ask Go something? for it. Go for it. Okay, so so my next question for you, I want you to complete this sentence. There's gonna be a sure. blink at the end. In your own words, life, liberty, and blank.
1: Life Liberty and I would say life, liberty and, and, and love. I mean, because really life, uh, love is, is what really brings all those things together and love encompasses so many things, agape love, um, you know, that emotional love, but, but I, I say love because obviously we live in a world right now, where we've gone through some political discourse. We, we see, unfortunately, and sadly. You know, it seemed like every time you turn on the news, somebody is being shot. We saw a prime minister over in Haiti was assassinated. We live in a, a crazy, dangerous, ugly, nasty. Yeah.
0: world.
1: I mean, and we get caught up in our own things. And rightfully so. We only have our lives. Uh, we have to take care of our core. But if we stop long enough and see just walk outside. Um, uh, Charles, you're in D.C. K-P, you're aware in New York City.
2: Yeah. I'm We're in New Dallas. City.
1: We don't have to go much farther just to go outside, probably two, three blocks to see all the hurt, the pain, the homelessness, yep. uh, the issues that we are dealing with. And while we will never be able to eradicate all those things, I believe that love can certainly help and serve by, and, and and support so much of the wrong that we experience and see in this world today. But we also live in a world where everybody is to get mine, you know, and, and we live in pretty much a a click world. So it becomes very divisive and very standoffish, be it political or, or racial or, or economical or gender or whatever. Uh, so there's a lot of barriers, but if you just say, Hey, you know what? Um, and, and I need to get better at this too. So trust me, I'm not sitting here talking about anybody other than myself because just recently, I mean, just, uh, early today, I got caught, cut off in, uh, on the highway and immediately You know, I went into my rage. I didn't I didn't flip them off or anything, but I got upset. Not, you know, knowing that that person didn't mean to do that. But that's where we are. So it so if love life, liberty and love, if we leave with leave with those three ls I believe that um, we we would certainly be a much better society. But that's asking a lot. So uh, but I'm a big thinker and I'm a big dreamer. So I'll stick with that
2: nice there's nothing wrong with that you know that's <laughs> realistic you know and that's that's how you feel i feel somewhat that way as well but it's go. a stretch you know to get everyone on that page absolutely so what my next get, question for
0: you yeah i'm gonna say what okay, else you so got my next for
2: question would be um are you who you're inspired to be is this it for you is there more or are you where you want to be right now
1: Oh no, no, no. This is a journey. This is a journey. Look, I am blessed. I am happy. I am whole, but I am growing so much. I, I, I believe that at 52 years of age, am I 52 or 53, wherever I'm at? I, I believe that I have so much more growth in me left, uh, however many days I still have on this earth because I'm always looking for what's next. And as mentioned, I'm, I'm, I'm in my, I'm journaling every day. I'm, I'm, I'm reviewing, I just did a huge one week uh, review of my first half of 2021. And I was looking at the things that, that I accomplished the things I've yet to accomplish and I've added to those things and I'm not always living in the future, but I'm at the same time. I'm always saying what's next, mm. because let me tell you something. We all heard it before. We know this when you stop growing, you dying. So we all have a little bit of challenging us to say, none of us have made it. I don't right. care where you go in life, you've not made it, you, you, you're only accomplished the next level. But then there's additional levels to go. And you don't have to do that. Again, you don't have to sacrifice your health, your relationships, um, your spirituality, I'm not suggesting that you keep going, going, going that you sacrifice those things. But I am suggesting that you keep going, 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 because if you always want to be in a position of growth, versus position of decline. I think it was Michael Bernard Beckwith, uh, the spiritual leader, said, look, uh, in today's world, maybe it was Les Brown, that the world is moving so fast that if you're not running, you or he said, you have to run just to stay still. Wow. That's how quick the world is moving. So people who are standing still, people are still living in in, in in an apple iPhone 7 world and I use as an example nothing wrong if you have an iPhone 7 when iPhone 12 or 13 the world is moving on and a lot of people are standing still and I encourage anybody that's listening absolutely regardless of where you are in life regardless how much you've accomplished regardless what you've done salute those things thank God for them but then look and see what's next because that'll keep you fresh and keep you growing
0: you know, I think you got to stay grounded too. Uh, you tell me what you think, Sean. You know, I believe that just because the trends and the fads say, hey, here's a new widget, a new device, whatever, it's great to know about it, uh, be able to use it, you know, maybe even be equipped, but know what's a necessity versus a, a, um, a want, you know. Right. If it's just a, a, a want, uh, that's one thing. But if it's not essential, whether it's to your life or your business, you know, keep yourself grounded. Whereas you're not being led by the nose. We talked about those carriage. You're not being led by the nose, but you can still lead and live a full productive life. But just knowing that, you know, you know who you are, you know where you're going, you see what's happening around you, you know, the sleight of hand, the sleight of, of uh, objects and devices, but it doesn't take you off task. It doesn't make you other than yourself just because there's the latest what is it the uh the new imac 24 inch you know or whatever case it may be you know you know that the macbook pro you got it's still good it works fine and you don't have to give a company x amount of dollars just to fit in or to belong you are grounded in who you are
1: absolutely and, and i use that apple example as just that an example of saying look and that was more of a metaphor but but you're right I, i'm certainly not suggesting you go out there and you you get the latest and the greatest just because you feel like you need it because you don't need it that's a okay. one but but i use that also because look a lot of people still think apple computer is just that a computer company apple is not a computer company that's how what i mean as far as saying you got to keep up there people don't even realize apple is not a computer company they're a data company. They're a medical company. This little phone, I mean, this little iWatch you have will be more a medical device for you. Tim Cook, the CEO, says you will not know Apple in the next five to seven years as a computer company. Wow. We will be able to track everything that's about you from a medical standpoint, and Apple is gathering the data. That's what I mean. world is passing people by. They still think Apple is iPods and iPhones. It's not. Right. The world is moving forward. You will be, and I'm not trying to get gross here, but you will. They're making, they're right now in the lab making an uh, eye toilet, where when you go and you do your business, it's going to be able to send something up to the cloud to determine if you have a disease, disease if you have colon yeah. cancer. If you, that's the world we're living in, so you have to stay current, pivot, adjust. A lot of people were left out in the cold when COVID happened. Yeah, they didn't pivot. They panicked. And I'm saying you always have to. That's why growth is necessary. You have to stay current and move and ebb and flow with what this world is going in. I'm not suggesting you get all the latest toys. I'm just suggesting you keep up and you grow with it. If not, you're going to get left behind.
0: Too late, man. I didn't bought the MacBook Pro 16. (laughs) No, but, you know, I was looking at the news the other day and uh, Sir Richard Branson, I think. Is it Branson or Brantford? Branson, right? Uh,
1: yeah, Richard Branson.
0: Yeah, and he then took that flight up uh, to the mm-hmm. stratosphere right on the edge of right. space. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Bezos is probably going to be next. And then uh, what's my man, Tesla? You know, he's in the running. Yeah, Elon Musk. <clears throat> so that's a good indication of not only how fast uh, the world is moving, but, you know, look, the bottom line is, uh, and I told my mom this earlier, I said, look, mom. <clears throat> You have two tablets. You can get anything and everything you want out of those two tablets. You don't really need someone to help you with your tablets as long as you can remain familiar with how to turn it on and search. Mm -hmm. If you can turn it on and search, you're good to go. So, you know, I, I definitely see that. I get that. Um, you know, I just don't want to be led by the nose unless I choose to be. And I'm—I must admit—the older I get, the more of a geek I turn into. I like all these little <laughs> widgets and gadgets, man. I am a right, major right. geek. I'm trying to get K fit to be a geek too. Uh, yeah, yeah nothing her- wrong
1: with it. Nothing wrong with it. Like you yeah. say, don't don't. And I know you won't. I'm saying, don't don't go broke over staying yeah. current with all yeah. this stuff. Yeah. But more importantly, I, I always tell people look and look ahead of what the trends are, where yeah. the trends are. Uh, in, in dc uh in the next 10 to 15 years you're going to see start seeing less and less parking lots they're going to start converting those to uh buildings restaurants and other things why because we're about to move into uh more of an autonomous driving right now most people are not driving today they're ubering meaning that they don't need a car they don't need a car to go to a a job and park their car, or to a restaurant, they're Ubering back and forth. They're now about to start doing these autonomous cars. It's around the corner. What used to be Charles, you and I are old enough to know, what used to be something that was out of the Jetsons, where it was a you know a you know a driveless car or a personless driver or whatever. Yeah, uh, it's it's right now we're experiencing that. They have there's cars right now on the West Coast that have no drivers that are delivering things and driving people around and they're Ubering folks around. That is about to be the norm. Now you say, well, what does that got to do with me? Well, and I'm not sitting here saying from an investment standpoint, I'm saying that's the world we're living in. So if you don't pivot, if your job is in those areas and you don't see that and you're not growing and you don't put the, I'm always growing, man. I'm always putting more on top of me and my education and my game, because I know that this, whatever, um industry i'm in and i'm in the financial industry it's changing every day yeah yeah they're having more and more robo uh, investment advisors than ever before so they're trying Mm. to make people like me obsolete wow so you have to grow you have to understand that that that's the world we live in and 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 it's 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 all in every different industry in every different area. So your job is how can you become and stay relevant and add value that you can never be replaced? And that's oh, the key. what's
0: the next level for Kate fit. What's the next level for Sean? Or oh, what's the next mm-hmm. level for Sir Charles? You know, yeah. and I, I think I'm in a space where I know I've recently started thinking, you know, I'm used to being in front of large audiences. And because of the pandemic, that shifted. Most of the presentations I've done have been online. And it's not that new because I've done national conferences, whereas I was doing a conference for maybe 50 people in the audience, but there were several hundred online checking me out. I just couldn't see their faces. And it's just amazing how that works. So um, (laughs) let me me ask you this. Um, You know, this is what's your come up story what is the biggest lesson you think you'd learn from back in the day when you hadn't really discovered who you were and to the person you are now, what is the biggest lesson or the most important lesson, if you will, whatever adjective you like to use um, that you've learned?
1: The most important lesson I've learned is probably that people don't care about you. Now I say that it sounds harsh and I don't mean it that way about just mean harsh. I mean it that way from a standpoint of stop worrying about what people think, stop worrying about the opinion of other people and and feeling like, man, if I do this, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? People don't care because they're worried about themselves and and what stopped me a lot. and And if I can just be quite honest, what stopped me a lot was the fact that a first of all, I thought people wouldn't take me serious uh because i was in the financial game and i was so young so i thought i had to have some years some season under me not realizing that no all i had to have was the knowledge and people would listen to me mm. and i didn't get that and didn't realize that because i was thinking that people care about me right and they don't care about you they care about what can you do for them exactly so if you can do something for them for the most part they're going to give you an opportunity a chance uh, a listen and so that's what I learned over the years is that people really don't care. I, I tell yeah, my kids all the time, you you better quit thinking of it, that that person doesn't. You may have one or two people hating on you, but not, that they don't matter. But for the most part, average person they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about their family. They're thinking about their issues, their problems. And if you can help them, then they appreciate it. They definitely are not thinking about you. I, I'll never forget uh, story. Uh, if I can share this story that God really brought it home to me one time. And I was in New York city, I was in Brooklyn Okay. and you may remember this story. K fit. It was a, it was autistic, autistic young man. Um, equando, I can still remember his name out. Al- it, it started with Alf Alfredo, Equando. I can still see his face. A young man, he had walked out of a school and he, and he basically disappeared. And it was on news. It was on the news. The four days I was there, it was all they were talking about. They were looking for this young autistic boy. He was 12 years old and they showed, they had cameras where he just kind of wandered out of school. He didn't know what he was doing. He was severely, uh, uh, autistic, autistic, and he just walked out. And of course his mother was frantic and they were looking for him and she had an ideal. She said, look, he's probably somewhere scared. He doesn't understand the surroundings. He, uh, he's, he's hiding under a car and between a building or somewhere and he's frightened. So why don't you allow me to put my voice on a recording? And now the police just drives through the, the area that he, um, walked, you know, where his school was and just plays my voice and he'll come running out, hearing my voice, thinking it was me and I'll never forget. I was in Brooklyn. I was on my way to juniors and I was walking down the street on my way. Hearing that story, and here comes a police car. And of course, I don't have to tell you both, y'all are from New York, how noisy New York City is. And when this police car came down the street and was playing the mother's voice, Aquando, this is your mother. It's okay. Come on out. And the whole crowd just got quiet because they were all trying to give this police car an opportunity to be heard. So just in case this young man was somewhere around, he would come running, running out. So it was the most beautiful. Um, just, just heart provoking thing I've ever seen to see all these folks. And you know what they say about New Yorkers, the rudeness and all that, all the kindness that these people just got silent because they wanted this car to be heard. Yeah. And I thought about that and the Lord put it on my spirit and my heart. He said, see, this is what you and so many other people don't get. I've assigned you the same way to so many people. I put something in you and only they can hear your voice. Mm-hmm. And people, I will quiet people just so you can hear their voice. Now, I mean, just so they can hear your voice. Now, that police officer, had he been worried about, well, my car is dirty. I'm a little overweight. I, I don't like how I look. I- I'm not the, if he'd have been worried about himself, he would have been putting that focus on him and would not have played that woman's voice, but he was not about him. And that's what a guy reminded me. This is not about you. It's about your voice and the ability to help and serve others. And that was a beautiful illustration on how uh, that that voice was for that one person.
0: Yeah, and they were trying
1: to find them. And I'll never forget that. So I, I say all that to say that that's what we're supposed to do. That's our assignment. That's what we're called to do. And yet so many people think it's about so many other things and it's not, it's about our calling to help people and call people out that who are lost.
0: So that's a great analogy, a great story, but did they found Alfredo Aquando?
1: Yeah, unfortunately they didn't. Uh, Yeah. I, I remember I followed the story. It was a
0: bad story. It didn't
1: end well. Yeah. I remember it didn't end well, uh, but yeah.
0: Okay. Well, but it um, was a huge story.
1: It made national news, and I'll never forget that. I will never huh. forget that the day. I, the rest of my life.
0: What What's next for the Money Mentor?
1: Well, you know, it, it's funny you say that because I, I, I'm I'm trying to stop l- looking so far ahead in the future. Now, I just told you that I'm constantly growing. I just told you that All I right. do my journaling, and I just did my second half of 2021. But I'm doing it, and I'm releasing it and mm. saying, whatever's next is next. In other words, what's next for me, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm seriously considering, uh, going after, uh, my certified financial planner, uh, certification, which is like a PhD in finances. Okay. And it, it, it encompasses a lot of work. It's going to allow me, it's going to, you know, make me really, um, for the next year. I mean, just go deep, 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 deep into studying. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking myself, do I really want to do it? Cause it's a lot of sacrifice, but, it's also a lot of knowledge on the back end of that. Uh, so I'm, I'm seriously considering doing that. And then from there, I'm just going to continue to, again, ask God my hope. My, again, man, I, I told you my big goal. My big goal is to help a thousand families, a wow. minimum of thousand black and brown families uh, decrease the wealth gap in the United States. I, I, you know, our, our, our wealth compared to our Caucasian counterparts is... You know we make for every dollar they have we have about 10 cents in the bank and and i said that's in in today's world 2021 that should not be the case so i want to make sure that i'm providing the knowledge the wisdom uh to those who i've been called to serve and and you know the clients that i I help so that's really what i'm trying to do and trying to give everything to them and then as god opens those doors i'll step through them
0: nice nice and how can people contact you
1: yeah, right now, man, I've shut down everything because I've okay, gotten really got focused on my my wealth building, uh, um, my my assignment. Uh, but if they if they have any questions, again, as mentioned, I have some books, uh, they can just hit me at Sean DeRoe at Yahoo, I've shut down my website, everything, really? just because I really want to stay focused. But if you do have some questions, or you want to hit me on my website, you can see my name, there, Sean DeRoe at Yahoo, and okay. I'm more happy to answer questions
0: great any uh finalized or questions or comments uh fit it was a pleasure
2: thank you for everything and um it's very interesting to know all those things and i didn't know all of that i'll tell you that much i didn't see that on tell us show <laughs> <laughs> hey
0: that's
1: that's I lot of as from hanging with your pops so thank you both i appreciate it
0: that's uh, all, I all good cool it's all good yes, i um good. look man i definitely appreciate you Uh, friends for life man I I definitely appreciate your time and for those of you that have seen this uh, put your comments or your questions in the feed we'll definitely get back to you whatever they may be I thank Rome Madison for jumping on and Doc Sita thank you for jumping on and everyone else that was viewing this this has been a wonderful opportunity to find out what's your come up story and you know what I always say you got to radiate the brain change the game So I'll see you guys next time. And don't forget, shout out at us, guys. Shout out at us.